What's going on, everybody? Cheers. Happy Wednesday or whatever day of the week it is when you're watching or listening to this. Um, welcome to With Her Two Hands, your weekly live stream where we celebrate women who build, make, and fix the things that make the world go around tonight. I am super excited to have a guest who's got a ton of really interesting and diverse experience, welding and fabrication, everything from being a union pipe welder to doing sculptural artist work. Um, she's also a mom. She's a business owner. She's juggling all of the things, totally a superwoman, and on a mission to inspire the next generation of uh, leaders, as well as particularly particularly women in the trades and women who want to make a career for themselves working with their hands. And you know, that's what we are all about here. So very excited to be meeting her. You might know her from social media as Stilettos and Steel Toes. Uh, her real name is Christina Harris. Um, and I'm really excited to have her join me in just a few moments. But first, Huge thank you to our partners, Drive Time, for helping make this series possible and for it to continue on. Uh, as always, you can catch past episodes on YouTube or on, in podcast version anywhere where you listen to podcasts. So Apple, Google, whatever, Spotify, all of the things you can find with her two hands there. And of course, every Monday right here on YouTube, we're releasing another archived episode from the past. We've got 134 past episodes of this. We've been doing this for a while now. So slowly getting them all up on YouTube. So make sure you come tune in every Wednesday and every Monday and make sure you hit like, hit subscribe, all that good stuff and follow us on social media. But for now, enough of me blabbing. Let's introduce you to to Miss Christina. Hi. Hello. How nice are you? Here. I'm good. I'm super <laughs> excited to have you here. We've been chatting for a little while on social media. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to meet you. Excited that we we're making able to make time work out. You are where? You're in your garage? I am in the garage. Right. I live in a house. So I live in a house. It is a shop house. So <laughs> is I that am... like a, an official name or is that something you came up with? I, I can't take the credit. This is not my home. I didn't build it. I reside here. <laughs> I've never heard the phrase shouse before, but that's awesome. Yeah. So is it like mostly shop and like a little bit of house? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's big shop house connected. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, and so you get to work from, from home then. You have everything all nice and, and combined. Yeah, essentially for the most part, I work from home. Um, I'm expanding and moving into a bigger building to do Ooh. production work. But um, for now, I do, yeah, I do a lot of more of my artwork here for the most part. Nice. Very cool. So let's fill the folks at home in on, on who you are. You heard my little intro about you, but there's a lot more to that puzzle. So what are you officially, are you full-time doing your sculptural art as your, and your business? Is that full-time? Do you have another job? Like, tell me what your current situation is and what you do. Completely full-time. Um, awesome. I was in business in the past with a partner and that fell through. So um, I have started over on my own, and although an unfortunate circumstance at the time, it really gave me the confidence to know what I was capable of. So awesome. it was nice to just take the leap on my own then. Was the past business with a partner, was it also along the same lines as what you're doing now, or was it different? Nope, just me, flying solo now. 
I would okay, like to the, have employees, but for now, it's <laughs> <laughs> was the business the same type of business though that you had? Mostly, pro- with, yeah. yeah. Okay. Production welding was the the main the main okay um, income for there. Okay, awesome. So you consider you're, you're a production welder. You also do the sculptural art. Which is your which is your true love? What do you like more? <laughs> I I love pipe welding. I, yeah? I I love welding pipe. Um, I don't do much of that now with the production either. But um, I do. If I have to pick, I like production welding because being a stickler and a perfectionist, I can do something a hundred times to get to the point that I wanted it to be to get that Instagram shot, you know. <laughs> but fair enough. <laughs> it's also. I enjoy expressing myself with the art, but to have a moment when, you know, just like writer's block with writers, artists get the same thing. So to go back to a little bit of monotony and just not have to think for a little while, I really yeah. enjoy the variety. That's that's what I like is the variety. Uh, I so relate to that. I was just talking to somebody the other day about like how grateful I am that I do a little bit of lots of things because if I had to do the same thing every day, always like I just I wouldn't be able to do it like I like being able to like one day I'm doing computer work the next day I'm like making crazy stuff at the shop the next day I'm teaching the next day I'm whatever like it's always something different it keeps it interesting yeah otherwise it's just groundhog day you know right (laughs) so you have a background in in pipe welding though is that how Mm -hmm. you got your start in welding like tell us let's go back in time tell us how you got started down this path Well, what kind of brought us to talking recently again was kind of our similar background where, you know, we had our like dirty hippie past and everything. (laughs) So I didn't have, um, my dad's toolbox was this big and it stored his Newport lights and it was his excuse to hide from my mom and he never fixed anything. And I love my dad. So I'm sorry, dad, when you watch, but (laughs) <laughs> he wasn't. He taught me many things. Tools and handy stuff was not one of them. Um, so after I moved out and I was on my own, um, someone told me that you could lower a crotch rocket. And I always wanted a motorcycle. And I was like, you're kidding okay. me. I'm five foot one. I need this. I always thought, you know, there's no way I can have one. It'll ruin me. So I bought a toolbox the next day. And then I bought a crotch rocket the day after that. YouTubed the shit out of how to lower a bike, got a dog bone, and I lowered my bike. And I mean, I knocked it over. I didn't fall. I knocked it over. It was covered in Hello Kitty duct tape, and we just rolled from there. (laughs) So I got excited about learning things and getting into things. And I mean, I do have to give credit to some of the guys that I've dated because I took an interest in what they were doing and I wanted to learn from them. So um, you know, that helped out a lot. And when I saw some, my son's grandfather was welding on some exhaust in the garage. And I was like, what is this sorcery? I had no idea. I didn't know that that's how you glue metal together. I was, you know, foolish. And, um, I asked if I could try. And one of the guys that was standing around giggled and I was like, why is he giggling? And then I knew like, okay, so there's like a stigma here, huh? And that just makes me want to do it more, you know, like, okay, let's watch you laugh. And I tried it. I fell in love. 
I looked up where I, cause I just had a baby. I mean, I just pooped a baby out. So I looked up where can I, I don't go? think that's how that works. <laughs> I mean, I know you've had three now, but I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> this was after the third. So, <laughs> so I had my third son and I mean, I was breastfeeding and everything at the time. And I wanted to know where can I go learn and get paid? So a friend of mine sent me on to the union. Um, they have an apprenticeship program. You get paid. Oh I started off as a loader, filling up the semi-trucks, going down to the hall, okay. practicing every day, kind of peeking over the weld booths. You know, how are they holding their arms? What are they doing? No one wanted to help me. So I had to kind of like look and trial and error, trial and error. And within six months, I got my apprenticeship, which was nice. cool on top of the world. And then, um, you know, I learned really quick that I was naive to the trades and how <laughs> unusual it was for me to be there. It's different now. We're seeing mm -hmm. some really big moves and yeah. I'm happy to see that it's kind of speeding up now. Yeah. But um, when I started, it was a problem and I was pushed in yeah, they, it was a bad situation, which total plot twist there. We'll get to it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, before we get too far along in the yeah. story, like we have to, we have to slow down. Cause there's a lot that like you just laid on us. Yeah. <laughs> so first of all, I freaking love the order in which you did things. You're like, I can lower a sport bike. I don't have a sport bike. I don't know anything about doing this. I'm going to buy a toolbox, right? Like you bought the toolbox, then you bought the sport bike. I absolutely yeah. love that. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, had you been interested in that kind of stuff previously or was it like totally just an out of the blue thing that like showed up and you're like, yeah, sure. Why not? I'll try that. I always like, um, I'm an adrenaline junkie. So okay. I like going fast in things. I love driving cars. I, um, you know, I'm a pyro. I like blowing things up and, you know, that kind of stuff. So it all goes hand in hand, really. And if you want to <laughs> love what you do, <laughs> it works out. All right. How did, so we have a similar background in mm -hmm. some ways, right? Like we both, we commiserated on this, the dirty hippie thing, right? And, and having hobbies that are outside of the norm for our yeah. industry as well. Like how, how has your like social circle, especially when you were younger and starting to get into this, like how did your social circle respond to this? Because I feel like they're very different social circles. Did your peers or your friends like, what are you doing? Yeah, well, <laughs> I found I kind of found my own group of people that I could relate with because I want, you know, you want to learn from the people that you're around. So I gravitated towards similar interests, but I also have you know, I have my girlfriends that, you know, they probably think I'm insane or, um, you know, whatever, but they support me. They love me. And I, I guess I come out for girls night and they're all dolled up and they tell me that they didn't dress up, but I'm wearing like burn holes and hoodies to show up. You know, <laughs> I'm the odd duck, but, you know, I still fit in kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, and maybe you relate to this too, I feel like it's cool now that we're starting to see, like you said, this acceleration of women in the trades and seeing more mm -hmm. visibility. But I always felt like I had my girlfriends who didn't, who weren't in the trades, who like got a certain portion of me, like they understood part of who I was. Yeah. 
And then I had like my trades guy friends who understood a portion of who I was, but didn't get that whole other side. And then I had my trades lady friends and they were like the only ones that like got it, like got mm -hmm. all of me, like understood it all. It's a little, it's an interesting feeling. And it's really nice with social media now to find those people. Uh, yeah. Before that, it'd be, with it being so rare, it's hard to find that person to connect with. But you can really find a really good bunch of people that know how insane we are. <laughs> and I don't know what it. you're talking about. No, We're perfectly normal. <laughs> <laughs> Except so, no guilt. <laughs> right. No, none whatsoever. Um, so, I mean, did you like when you were younger, you said you you kind of went into this welding thing. You would you were already on child number three at this point. Right. Mm -hmm. So you were yeah. a little bit older. Had you been working prior to that? And what were you doing prior to that? I my the high look. school. <laughs> so in high school, I did an apprenticeship to become a hairdresser. So I was a cosmetologist. Okay. And okay. Um, so the artistic side there, you know, yeah. I'm creative. Um, so that's what I started off as, and I didn't like, I didn't like the, the cattiness that sometimes came with those environments and the not relating mm. with people probably contributed to that. But, yeah. um, after that I started doing it work and I used to, um, do desktop support and fix computers for Gulfstream Interesting. where they do the jets, um, and then it was after that. Well, and I was a dancer for a while too. There's that off and on for eight years. That's, what should I? That's where stilettos ask? comes from. Okay, I'm like, should I ask what kind of dance? Fadala <laughs> <Badala> bills. <laughs> no shame that in my used game. To I did. I did modern dance and ballet though. I was like on my toes. Okay. You were doing something different. It's all good. Yeah. So that's where stilettos came from. And, okay. Um, I, well, you know, I had to buy these motorcycles and jet boats and stuff, right? <laughs> I mean, hey, I, you know, I'm, I'm all for like anything that is empowering for the person, right? Like, if it's yeah. empowering for you, then beautiful, do it. If it's not empowering for you, then it's not a good thing. So here, you know, the wild side of that is, I was respected more by the people there in that establishment than I have been in the trades. Oh, wow. Okay. That's you need to say nuts. that. You need to say that again for the folks in the back. <laughs> yeah. I was respected more in a gentleman's club than I was in the trades. And Talk you know, to me about that. They had to. Well, we had security guards and they made sure we were safe. You couldn't get away with touching someone there. Um, you were booted out. You were dragged out. I could launch my stiletto at you and I didn't get in trouble for it. Um, so it was a different environment where yeah. you had, you know, other than what you did for work that some people consider shameful, um, you were respected by that establishment where I was not um, safe at work most of the time. Wow. Um, I was sexually assaulted at work and that's why I left the union. Um, so it's, there was no one there looking out for me. I would have loved to have been able to tip out a security guard to have to come with me at work, honestly. Right. So that's that's the interesting part. That is, it's powerful. And I'm so glad that you brought that up because I, I mean, hearing, I wouldn't have thought of that, but hearing you say it, it absolutely makes so much sense. Like yeah. there, there's boundaries around things. There's 
stuff in place. But the irony that like this trade that, as you said, sometimes considered shameful, right? Or this career, which is sometimes considered shameful, winds up being one where there's more respect and more safety and more um, mm -hmm. comfort than, mm -hmm. than one that is supposed to be a professional career trade that should be respectful, should be safe. You should be able to go to work safely. And for women, mm -hmm. it's it's not always. And I, I hear often a lot of like well-intentioned folks say like, oh, sexism in the trades doesn't really exist. You, you're you on the wrong path, Bogey. Like this doesn't need to be done. But you're clearly telling me like you experienced some real, real crap um, yeah. in the union, no less, which like we expect the union to be a little bit more strict around things. Can you yeah. talk more about that experience? Do you mind? No, I'm I'm fine. And it actually it kind of has a happy ending or at least like um, some closure. So okay. I got to give credit where credit is due as well. Um, so it the sexual assault happened eight years ago and I was booted from the union seven years ago. Um, they're under new management now. And so I was ignored. I, there was so much proof and evidence and my foreman saw it, you know, they, it, there was no, you know, my conversations with HR, they, they admit I could have sued the piss out of them. And I didn't, I, I want to earn my own money. And I didn't see that as if I, if, if I want anything out of it, it's not doing me any good. Um, could it have? Sure. But I wouldn't have felt good about it. So I, lots of therapy and healing and moved on, but um, they reached out to me not that long ago and asked if I would come in and be willing to come back. And oh, wow. they had um, acknowledged I was treated wrong. They acknowledged the wrongdoing. And when I asked if I would be willing to come back, I said no, and I explained why. And I told them, you know, where was somebody advocating for me? Where, what have you done now to say that I'm going to be safe now? Why would I want to travel down this shithole again? You know, there's still people there that bother me. Um, but there may be we'll see an opportunity um they took a lot of my input and they've already this month um wrote new sexual harassment policies and um they're blowing up with hiring women and minorities and um, we've talked about what i would be able to do to maybe advocate for those people um, because when you go through that type of trauma you don't know how to stick up for yourself and use your voice. And now I have healed and I can speak for that person and stick up for them. And even if I don't go back, they know like it's a small town. If they, I'm coming yeah. for you, girls, I will stick up for you. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's just, it felt so it just to walk in that building again, because I even got attacked in the parking lot at the union hall oh after gosh. that. But just to go back there was so empowering and I felt so good that I could do it. And I don't, I don't need them. I don't need anything. But the, they gave me that opportunity to speak and someone listened and they cared this time and they want to make changes to be better. That's cool. That's better than winning any prize money or anything like that's fixing the problem. I love that. That's my favorite. Cheers to all of that. And, and cheers to you. All right. For, I mean, having, having gone through that and experienced that is awful. Um, 
I know that the healing process is not an easy one um, and it's a long road. And But what a wonderful thing to like have that be able to turn around now yeah. where like they're that they admitted wrongdoing is yeah. amazing to me. And now you have this opportunity to, to in a sense, be a consultant to them and like yeah. help them get ish together. Uh, yeah. That is so freaking phenomenal. And it's like the silver lining, right? Like if we can have something awful happens, but if we can turn, turn it into good in some way. Yep. And they do have such great opportunities there that when someone would ask me, where's the best place to go? And I'd always make a joke and be like, well, if you got a dick, you can go there. But mm-hmm. now, now I can honestly say, go there. There's good people in yeah. desks that should be now doing what they should be. So I, I just like that I, I have that peace and yeah. it, it feels good. So having gone through what you've been through, having kind of come full circle and, and now being in this position where you can help speak up and help protect others, do you have like advice for other women who might be experiencing this sort of thing in the workplace and like how they can handle it? My advice is don't don't tolerate it. Don't first, don't tolerate it. Stop right away. Be loud. When it happens on the floor or wherever you are, be loud. Make the noise. Let everybody see it. Just like you would want for your kids, you know, if somebody's snagging them, scream, kick them, do whatever you got to do. Um, start there and stick up for yourself. And if you don't feel like you can, if you don't feel strong enough or confident in yourself, Find someone to hold your hand and do it with you. You you have to stick up for yourself because you will just get run over. And it's like the sad, inevitable truth. But you find someone to hold your hand. I'll hold your hand. Call me. Like, I will come in here with you. I love it. I love it. Folks, take her up on that. <laughs> I have a feeling she is 100% like <laughs> pure in saying that. <laughs> So somebody in the comments says that you've written a book. Did I miss this? Have you written a book? I have begun writing a book. Um, it is not published yet. I finished oh. the first 10 drafts and okay. um, with this new closure, I'm going to, I'm going to add that in there. Um, so a few minor things, but yeah, it'll, it'll be coming out very soon. So something for everybody to keep their eyes and ears out for. I am excited for that. I'm assuming it is about all of this and more in your career and life. I I started it six years ago, um, and a friend of mine that was writing it with me committed suicide, and it kind of hurt to revisit it, so I didn't. And now I'm going to dedicate it to them. So um, I went through a lot more since then, and... um, I'm, I'm just ready now to, I'm strong enough. It hurt before. I'm proud of myself now. As you should be. And you're allowed to hurt, right? Like that's all perfectly, perfectly normal. And you should be incredibly proud of yourself. Cause you're my, my thought in listening to you is like, where did this resilience come from in you? Because you've been through a lot yeah, right. Unfortunately. And yet, <laughs> you're still showing up like smiling and like pure smile, not in like the fake smile way, like pure, real. Like I've watched you on social media. You're authentic and real. Like that resiliency, has that always been in you? Where do you think that's come from? No. <laughs> 
Um, I've always been uh, full of piss and vinegar, but um, <laughs> I my parents worked and we were me and my brother were alone all the time. So I became very self sufficient at a young age, um, and not not relating with girls very well. I guess I became a little tougher, and I I have down moments. If you would have asked me a year and a half ago how I was doing, I wouldn't have a smile on my face. I would not be happy. Um, I've, again, gone through a lot of therapy and healing with some things. And I've learned to, I'm taking the bullets. It doesn't, they roll off now. I've gone through so much, you know, it. you'd have to try really hard to get under my skin at this point. Um, I just have a peace in my heart now that I didn't have before. And most of that came from not loving myself. I, I didn't love me enough. So it, that was what changed everything. And when I started loving myself, I started demanding respect from the people around me. Oh, I didn't bring Kleenex. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. This is, this is amazing. I love this. I'm clearly like the folks watching are are 100% in agreement. There's lots of comments just like singing your praises right now. Um, I, God, there's so much truth in that, right? Mm -hmm. Like so much truth in that. And you've been balancing all of this, like with three kids, mm -hmm. be, um, building a career for yourself in a hostile environment, like, oh my gosh, like you are superwoman. Thank you. <laughs> I don't see myself that way, but, um, and I don't do it, you know, I don't do any of this for the money. I do it because I love it because I want my job or my career to make me happy every day. If I'm not doing something that makes me happy every day, what's the point? You know, yeah. I like yeah. having purpose. All right, I want to go back again to your like first wanting to weld. Okay. And seeing this, you said is the, your kid's grandfather mm -hmm. was yeah. welding. Okay. So it seemed like sorcery. It really intrigued you. Like, where did it go from like that to like, I want to make a career out of this? Like you went and did some learning, but like, when was, was there like a point where you're like, this is it. This is for me. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. That minute, I knew it. I, I knew it. I knew it that minute. And when people ask if love at first sight exists, it does. That's that was it. Um, so I've never been married. <laughs> um, so, but she's I, in love with welding. I am. So it was that moment. I knew that needed to be my every day. And when I joined the union, I was very passionate about what I did. So I did. I mean, I fight like I fought like hell to try to stay there. You know, whatever. But um, it pushed me into a lot of diverse things to work on, which is cool because that makes you very hireable. And yeah. um, as a business owner, it makes me very hireable that way too. Um, so after the union, I took a little bit of time off. I needed to not be bitter with welding. Mm -hmm. So I took a little bit of time off. I bought my own machine at home and I was like, okay, I'm going to use this to fill my heart again. And mm -hmm. I started dumpster diving and doing scrap art and just things that didn't, it didn't matter. There was no demand on it. It didn't have a time crunch. It didn't matter if I was depressed that day or not, you know, I could do it when I wanted to. So I went that route and a friend of mine had referred me to a sculpture artist down in Milwaukee and his work is incredible. 
Um, he does these massive sculptures and little sculptures and he used to be the um, head designer for Harley Davidson and he oh. just pulled the plug on his career one day and wanted to do sculptures. He's so cool. He needs oh, his wow. own podcast. <laughs> 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 so working with him, I knew I could be safe. It was just me and him. Um, I knew he wasn't going to put any demands on me. I also have a handicap. I have multiple sclerosis. Um, mm -hmm. So he oh lets, yeah, I know, add it to the plate, right? So, <laughs> but you're um, incredible. You're an inspiration, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> so um, he let me kind of deal with, you know, sometimes my hands will poof up like balloons and I got to take a minute and stick them in an ice bath and get back to work. So I knew like he could work with that. And I wasn't diagnosed till after all that stuff happened at the union, um, but whatever. So um, he gave me a safe place and I got to work with aluminum, which we didn't do in the union. I got to work with uh, silicon bronze and never did that before. So I started learning a lot of new metals I hadn't worked with. From there, I went, I was, I felt confident again to get back in a shop. So I went into a stainless shop doing pipe and uh, stuff for like fire trucks, the pump houses oh, and fun. all the components for that. And, and I love stainless. I love stainless. So um, that's fun. But, uh, you know, some stuff with guys happened there again. And I just, I'm not doing it. <laughs> See you later. And uh, I was out of there pretty quick. Um, I think like a year and a half. And uh, after that, I worked for an automotive performance shop doing um and bogey i don't know shit about cars i shouldn't be talking to you <laughs> yes you but. should you're a tradeswoman this isn't just about car girl i know this i know i know but i got a fan girl over here <laughs> so um i started building like turbo systems and exhaust systems on performance That's vehicles awesome and it was hard for me to do stiff stuff up on the lift with my mm -hmm. hands overhead i've got two things that trigger me above my head and turning a screwdriver. Oh, I can't do it. So, you know, I work, I work with it. And, um, after that, I started a business with, um, an ex and it was a very successful one and that didn't work out. And, um, we're still in court. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I had to break into my own shop to get my own stuff out of it, but here we oh are. Oh my goodness! I still have it. So how long? How long ago was was that? <clears throat> I left a year and eight months ago. Year and six okay. months ago. Okay. Um, it was an incredibly so we're like abusive fresh... relationship. Oh wow! Yeah, and he slave drove me. I worked a lot of hours every week, and I didn't get a paycheck. And um, when it didn't work out, he auctioned everything off. And um, so now I'm trying to go for, you know, a little bit of wages. <laughs> but um, so I ran away with 60 bucks in my wallet. I started making my roses because I needed to make some money. And I had minimal equipment because I had to steal what I could back out quick. And I started doing these roses and people like them. And I've probably sold over a thousand of them. Oh um, and it was, I only, I had to start back over. So all I had was the snips and some sheet and, you know, like minimal welding. I was welding in my basement of my new place I moved into. And, you know, there wasn't anywhere to plug it in the garage yet. And I'm like, okay, let's start all over. <laughs> 
Here we are. And honestly, it's fine. The stuff that I learned while I was there that benefits me now, can't take that away. So it is what it is. (laughs) That you're saying all of this with a smile is like beyond me. Your, your tenacity is phenomenal. (laughs) They can't take my happy. I, I earn that now. I've, done so much therapy every week. And I have this amazing support group now. I've found the right friends. I hang out with the right people. I not only enforce or not only set boundaries, but I enforce them. So I'm happy. You you can't steal that from me. You can't. So, and, you know, that. that's what hurts is if I'm smiling for them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Amen. That is is an amazing mindset. And I know you worked hard to get to that place because it is not, that's not an easy one. Um, And I'm sure there were plenty of days where you were not feeling it. No, no, I wanted to leave. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I am, I am glad that you've made it through to the other side because what a gift you have to bring the rest of the world and other women in the trades and other young people. And um, I, I am excited for your book to come out. Oh yeah. my gosh. Um, you have so much long overdue. <laughs> so much to bring to people. That is amazing. In in these days, I mean, you've God, you've been through the ringer in a lot of ways. A lot life outside of the trades and a lot just the trades itself. Like mm-hmm. were there times where you thought about like just giving up on the trades and going and doing something, going back to, you know cosmetology or going back to not cosmetology (laughs) (laughs) once a week (laughs) once a week I still say what am I doing Um, because there's always going to be stresses but I think because I've become so resilient and dealt with so much I think it makes me a better business owner because I can I'm used to that stress level being up here you know I operate up here so I, I think I can roll with the punches. It, um, I don't, what would I do? You know, nothing else makes right. me happy. So that's what always it comes down to. And I do, I compare this as my most awful relationship I've ever had, but I still love the guy. <laughs> I say that. Oh my God. I say that all the time too. I'm like, I am in an abusive relationship with the automotive industry. Um, and, <laughs> yep. Yep. And, and, I think it's a sad statement that like, I mean, it's beautiful and sad in and of itself, right? Like it's beautiful that your love for welding and creating and making and building like is so deep and so strong that it continued to push you through all of this. And, and Mm -hmm. also was your like, I hate to say salvation, but like it, it was your solace as you went through all of this too, right? Like the craft and the trade is what got you through in a lot of ways, it sounds like. Yeah. But how sad is it that we have to love it that much? You have to, to be stay. that insane. <laughs> you do. You, you have to be diagnosed insane to want to do it. Because <laughs> it is so hard. Like the barriers are so fierce, mm-hmm. are so fierce. And it is getting better. It really is. But um, there's some areas and corners of the world that still have yet to. I want to know how our male nurses doing because they transitioned. And I want to know, are you okay, male nurses? Because is that the same thing? 
Any male nurses or men in like super female dominated fields in the yeah. audience, feel free to comment. We'd love to hear. <laughs> I am curious about that. I mean, I feel like, you know, I'm excited about this next generation, right? Mm-hmm. Like I feel like younger people don't care as much, right? Like I've said this before, I'll say it a million times. Like I tell a 50 year old man that I'm an auto mechanic and they're like, excuse me, what? Like, why would a pretty little thing like you want to do that, right? <laughs> like, don't you, aren't you afraid to get dirty? But you tell a 10-year-old boy that um, I'm a mechanic and he's like, okay. Like, Unfair. they just don't, they don't care. It doesn't, doesn't bother them. So I'm excited about it. Have you seen substantial changes personally? Like, what, what kind of changes are you seeing in, in the industry? Aside from this, I mean, the obvious huge one of the union coming around and saying, yeah, we effed up. Yeah, <laughs> That's huge. Good. <laughs> um, I think in the, in the area that I'm in, I'm in Wisconsin, in Miller land, and <laughs> um, they, we see a lot of, a lot more females getting hired. So whether the HR departments are making sure that's all working out, I don't know. I, I packed up on that situation, but um, I know that. I think you know people are trying, and now it's just a matter of who's watching those people when you throw them in. You know, it's like throwing a bunny into a fox den, and you, you've got to like someone's got to look out for the bunny if you're going to do that. So that's <laughs> that's kind of what it's like. And um, as long as you know people are looking out for that situation and just making sure, you know, with policies and whatever, and it, it doesn't even apply just to women; it applies to minorities in certain areas yeah. or. Um, you know, even, I mean, around here, guys even get bullied in the welding industry, particularly. I don't know how automotive is as much. It seems like there's a little more camaraderie around there, but, um, interesting. I feel like it's the opposite. I feel like camaraderie. Yeah. Or is a little bit more accepting. Yeah. Okay. Well, even some of the guys here get bullied, bullied, bullied. And it's, it's so stupid because we're all here to build stuff. We're all here to get a paycheck. We're all here to work hard just shut your mouth and work, you know, like we all want to come to work and be happy for the day. Why do you, why do you have to make it hard for somebody that's trying to do the same? It's just ridiculous. So I think in general, it's just an interesting breed of people, you know, we're all insane, like you said. So if we can all just get along. (laughs) concept. What a concept. And I feel, I, I feel like you're right. Like the scales are starting to tip. Like it used to be that there were like supportive people were few and far between. And like now the a-holes still exist. Like they're still there. Um, Mm -hmm. but the, like the percentages of supportive people is like at least starting to climb a little bit to like protect the bunny in the, in the, Fox, Fox house. And the underdogs, <laughs> man. The underdogs were getting brave. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 100%. I love it. Um, and, and how about like in your, you're like, you're not in the workforce anymore in that you're working for someone else. You're working for yourself. So you get insulated a little bit from it now. Do you like, I know when I started my business, I, I kind of got to forget that sexism was a thing because my customers weren't coming to me if they had a problem with me being a woman. So I got like kind of shielded from it. And then when I did the TV show, I like came back into reality and I was like, Oh yeah, that's still here. Okay. Um, but do, you, do you feel like you've noticed a shift in how you get risk treated outside of the workforce? 
Well, still as a business owner, when I am doing quoting for materials or if I have to go buy supplies or mm -hmm. um, pick up material and all that, I, I still get treated a certain way or not helped, you know, when you need something or uh, they might not return your phone call. In my previous shop, we tested this theory and, I, you know, I called to quote oh. something and the guy's like, yeah, I'll get a hold of you in one to three days and gave me some BS story. And then my ex called back immediately after and he was super nice and gave him them out right away. And like, hey, come on. So there, it's it still happens, but and maybe my attitude obviously has changed because it's, you're not stealing my sunshine kind of thing. But I think it's a little better from friends' perspectives that I hear. But I don't know, you know, it's not healed. We're not there yet. But um, yeah, there's a more awareness and you're not alone. You can get support. So reach out yeah. for that. Uh, it's getting better. It has not gotten better. It is getting better. <laughs> it is. We're, we're getting there. I love that you tested it though. Like legit. And what is wrong with people? Can we digress for a hot second? We have a trade deficit and we have like where we need more tradespeople. Why are you going to turn somebody away or make yeah. it hard for somebody? We have every business wants to make money. Why are they going to not give you an estimate yeah. on stuff? Like your green is just as green as anybody else's. Yeah. Well, and I think too, somebody sitting in his cubicle isn't concerned about how much money the business is making for him, you know, unless he's got some type of commission incentive. But, um, you know, I think there's just a lax approach with dealing with me sometimes. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've, I've definitely been there. I've been to trade shows where I stand in the booth for 15 minutes waiting for somebody yes. to actually acknowledge that I'm standing there. Like, <laughs> yes. Okay. I would like to try that machine, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I would actually like to buy that. Right, if you yeah. To me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So in your current business, you are, you're doing your roses, which is amazing. And I love that. No, but I, I mean, hearing the story behind it and like, why, why them? Like it is so yeah. perfect. And it's yeah. so beautiful. So it like takes on a whole new meaning and it just goes to show, right? Like don't judge anything until you know the whole story. Um, yeah. But you're doing, so you're doing that and you're doing lots of other stuff. So talk to me about yeah. like other kinds of stuff that you do. Well, I do low volume production and that will consist of many components for different companies that need hundreds to thousands of things. Um, okay. And then I'll also do artwork. So I have sculptures on the books right now. I'm doing an elk. I have Ooh. to do a wolf. Um, have to? That didn't sound excited. <laughs> well, <laughs> deposit is in. <laughs> but, so I'm doing a wolf and that's the, it's exciting. It's a full size one. And um, awesome. this is pushed off a year, but I'm doing a large butterfly for one of the uh, oh, wow. wetland reserves in the area that's going to be on top of a pavilion. Um, awesome. So kids will be doing field trips there and they'll be having meetings and um, they'll nice. learn about monarchs and stuff. So I get to do that. And that's that's going to be exciting. I like having How places that are going to be there forever or for a long time anyway. Yeah. 
I love that you're like the two kind of considered polar opposites. Like you're doing production stuff, which is like structural and like strategic. And then you've got this yeah. total artsy side and you're doing big scale stuff. How that's new. Who, how are you balancing all this? How are you finding work? Like, are you all just word of mouth? Like how have you grown your business? Um, social media has helped a lot. I spend a lot of time promoting myself. Um, and that's really helped and having good support system to back you up too. When you have good friends, they like to run their mouth about you, you know, and they're proud <laughs> of you. So that helps. And, you know, they're sharing your work online. Um, also, um, I'll reach out to people if I have an idea. I'll just say, hey, this will really look cool for you. You want this? And um, so that's nice. Um, yeah. And I've worked with, um, for the production side, there's these businesses now that are like manufacturing agents. So they connect the buyer with the supplier. And oh. um, so a lot of the production stuff will come through that way. Um, Interesting. If, yeah. They'll look at my capabilities, what I can do. And when they have a customer that fits that criteria, they'll send it my way, which is pretty cool. It works out really nice. They get paid too, you know? So yeah, whatever. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather have a percentage of something than a hundred percent of nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I'm all right with that. That's a really cool thing. I didn't know that that existed. So you just have to get into their like database of, mm -hmm. of suppliers of manufacturers, I guess. Yeah. Yep. And that one actually found me online. So nice. um, that, yeah, that worked out really nice. So social media has really done a lot for me. I've built um, a website with my products on there where you can get my flowers. And um, nice. so, yeah. And then it's also nice too working with different companies, a lot of like testing welding machines and working with different brands that helps get you out there too. So not only are you supporting them, but they support you in return. And that works out really nice. Are you finding that you're spending more and more time on the social side of things? I mean, that's a juggle in itself. Like, I think that's every business owner struggles with the like, I know I need to do social media, but I also need to do my work and it becomes another job. It does. It's time consuming. And there's, you know, different apps you can utilize to help manage it or, you know, time it and everything. So I try to schedule it and, um, I balance my social media with bathroom breaks. <laughs> so, sorry, secrets out. <laughs> I love your honesty. Fantastic. <laughs> you got five minutes. You got five minutes. <laughs> oh my goodness. And I, I am like impressed with your like discipline to do the scheduling thing. Like I know those apps exist and I keep saying like, I'm just going to take a day and just schedule a bunch of stuff out. And I, I never do it. I never I used to not be good about that. And I think with past experiences, I force my, I give myself time. And that's kind of what's been nice as the business owner as well, too, that I have that flexibility where, you know, and especially with my health issues, if I wake up in the morning and it ain't going great, I can, I can come out in the evening. If yeah. my morning's good, I can come right out in the morning and I can relax in the evening. So it's nice to have that flexibility in there and with my kids. So I can, I can make yeah. the things I need to get to and, and support them however they need it to. How old are your kids now? My oldest is 17 and yes. I'm so proud of him. He's a tattoo apprentice. He's like the only 17-year-old oh. in Wisconsin. 
So that's, that's cool. awesome. Have you um, let him tattoo you yet? I see you've got tats. Have yeah, I they're on my leg. I, we can't get there, but that's all um, right. That's awesome. <laughs> so talented. And there's a rumor on the street. He might be giving out tattoos at FabTech. Maybe, Ooh, maybe welding right. tattoos and blue collar stuff. But um, let's make sure you follow her to find out more about her book yeah. that's coming out, her like up and coming amazing tattoo artist son, all of the things. <laughs> all right. Yeah. 17's your oldest, and then your, yep. your middle two is youngest. eight. Yeah. Okay. Middle is eight, and my youngest, or I'm sorry, my youngest is eight, my middle is 13. Um, okay. All boys. All boys. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Ooh, you got your hands full. Yeah. How do you, I mean, you have a health issue that insists that you take care of your health, right? Yeah. That is, mm -hmm. you know, so many of us neglect our health and we get away with it for so long until something happens, but your, your body, your health condition is like going to force you to take care of your body. Mm -hmm. You have made, you've talked about therapy and I think God, everybody needs, everybody should go to therapy. It should be um, a, like high school requirement. <laughs> Honestly. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Like everybody would benefit from that. Everybody in the world. But um, so you're balancing those two things, right? Taking care of your brain, taking care of your body, taking care of three children, running a business. How, how? Do you have more hours in the day than everybody else? No. How do you do this? Um, <laughs> I need a vacation so bad. So bad. So hopefully I'll take one at some point. And then it's funny because I want to go visit my girlfriends that have shops too. And you know what's going to happen? We're going to work. We <laughs> I know. I know. So, I know. <laughs> but we we'll need a vacation. Fun. Yeah, I need to. I need a vacation. But I mean, it's just a matter of scheduling your time. And I, I don't go out and socialize. I have no personal life. I don't. Um, and so that's things you sacrifice. And I'm an introvert in some ways. So cheers to the introverts. It, it, <laughs> Me too. It, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine to stay home and work. Um, you know, I just got a new machine over the weekend and I was supposed to go out and Ooh. see my friends play their band play. I'm supposed to do all this other stuff. Nope. I open it and I get right into it. That could have waited. It didn't. <laughs> no, of course. No, it can't. New tools cannot New toy. Wait. Yeah. New toys have to be played with immediately. What's your new tool that you got? I got the new Typhoon that is just going to start shipping to customers. But I was so blessed to be able typhoon. to. Everlast Typhoon. That is their new TIG and stick welder. Oh. Um, it's kind of an industry game changer. I'm okay. pumped about this because I'm super bougie when it comes to welding machines. It's got to <laughs> be like the Rolls Royce Bentley type thing. And okay. it, it's, they're, they're competing. They're okay. showing some stuff here. <laughs> all <laughs> so right. I will be that paying was exciting. attention. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And their price point, like for all of the technology that they're putting into it now, it makes it really nice for even a hobbyist or someone at home to, um, you know, you can learn at home now. You don't yeah. even have to go by people. Learn at home. YouTube it. Start with some flowers. I'll show you. Come watch a <laughs> tutorial. You know? That's right. You have tutorials online, right? Not really. I should. Oh. I, I show a well, lot of videos. <laughs> but if yeah, there's a lot of videos that you can pick apart what I'm, you can figure out what I'm doing. But I probably I love should. It. Yeah, Stay tuned. there we go. Coming, coming I know. soon. You can charge. You can charge for that. By oh, the way, gosh. you can totally charge for that. Um. <laughs> I'm coming to you for some more business pointers. <laughs> All right, maybe we could do a collab in the future. Who knows? <laughs> no, I would love that. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Um, all right. I had a question and then it just totally left my brain. Um, uh, we were talking about new toys, new tools. Oh, what, like, what is your favorite type of welding and favorite type of material? Like MIG, TIG, stick? What's your, what's your jam? I am a TIG princess. I love TIG welding. It's clean. Um, maybe that makes me lazy. I don't know, but it's, I love TIG Why welding. Why does that make you lazy? I feel like that's the hardest of all of them. Less grinding, less mess, less to sweep up after. <laughs> but prettier and, and it takes so much more. Like you're, it's like being a drummer, right? Like every limb is doing something different. It's not, it's the hardest of them. Drive a manual car your whole life and you'll know how to TIG weld. (laughs) Did we do all the things? Did did we establish a one? Are you a crocheter or a knitter too? Am I remembering correctly? No, you're not. Okay. All right. That's just my weirdness. Okay. I was- well, maybe you can read my mind because I've been following this girl that makes incredible crochet art and I'm like, I kind of want to try this. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, it's the best. It's mm-hmm. the best. I'm a crochet girl, but like, I feel like, okay, as much as I love crochet, knit is like the harder one. Right. And yeah. I feel like knit is to like knit, knit is TIG and crochet is MIG. Right? I, my grandma showed me how to knit. I can knit a little. I can knit. Okay. It's the hardest one. That does definitely not make you lazy at all. No. <laughs> it's, it's, I love TIG welding and stainless in particular. Um, I've been getting into aluminum a lot more. I've got some aluminum coming up soon that I've got to be nice. good at. So we'll figure it out real quick. But, um, <laughs> watch some YouTube videos. Um, so that I like aluminum, but stainless, I would like to do more titanium, but I have not had the opportunity. So I've never touched it. Yeah. I, yeah. that would be I a whole challenge. <laughs> I respect the people that work on that. That's clean, meticulous, beautiful work. Right. I mean, I, I have a ton of respect for all of the different types of welding that you do. I mean, pipe welding particularly is kind of one of those ones that like, I think is, it's a challenging one. Yes. Like that yes. is not an easy career path as far as welding goes. Like there's lots of different ways you can be a welder. Yes. Pipe fitting, pipe welding is not the easy path. Yeah. You're passing a lot of tests. You're doing a lot of certifications. You're, um, the stuff that you're working on, excuse me, you can, um, hurt somebody if your weld isn't good. Um, right. So there's a lot of standards that come with it. They x-ray yeah. them. Uh, so it was nice to start off that way because I learned how to pass the most difficult tests. Um, so I'm glad I started that route. But where I was, it was a lot of pipe. And when I left, I didn't know how to weld on anything that wasn't round and spinning around <laughs> in a circle. <laughs> what is this flat... <laughs> You, what is this dabbing on flat stuff thing? So um, <laughs> it was a whole new, I mean, it's just a matter of what side are you on? Where have you spent time? So I, that's yeah. where I'm grateful that I've had all these um, shit experiences that turned into cool ones. Um, yeah. Here we are learning how to do things. Yeah. So it, it's, it's a very difficult trade to start in. But also, if you do, I recommend that you still try and learn things outside of the round things. And, you know, you never know when something might happen and you need a new job. 
<laughs> Diversify your skill set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For sure. And it just goes, I mean, there's so many different ways that you can be a welder, right? There's there's a hundred different types of welders out there. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't mean the equipment, I mean the career path. Yes, <laughs> Although there's yeah. hundreds of different types of welders as well. Um, so I just looked down at the time. I have no idea where this hour went. Um, I can't believe it has been almost an hour. I want to be respectful of your time. Are you okay with going a few minutes over? Because I feel like yeah. there's some like big stuff that we haven't even touched on yet. Yeah. You cool? Yeah. All right. Awesome. So I know that you're like super passionate about like inspiring next gen of, of women, about being out there and being visible. Can you talk to me a little bit about like what, what you're doing and why you're passionate about it? I mean, I think we kind of all know, but. Um... <laughs> I'm a psychopath. No. <laughs> um, I honestly, so I've, I've taken on an apprentice before. I've had an apprentice. I love working with youth. Um, I love when people ask, they message me when they have questions and it makes me feel so good. Um, with women right now, currently, I'm only supporting my girls that have some really good programs advocating for women or, um, you know, teaching trades to kids and women and boys and everything. Um, so right now, I'm just kind of the hype squad there. I would like to be more involved. We'll see what the future brings, you know, with opportunities. Maybe, maybe not, you know. Um, with the book. Yeah, Once we'll see. Or, you know, do I, do I stay in business for myself or do I go back somewhere to help people? I don't know. Okay. Um, so my at this point, you know, I'm going to age. We all age. And eventually no. this, <laughs> this, this is going to become difficult to do. So there's a lot of, yeah. you know, you also have to plan ahead. Do I want to be a CWI and inspect welds? Or, you know, do I want to just own the business and teach? So for me... I would like to expand my business. I want to hire all the women that I possibly can and give them the safest possible place to work. And so right now I do classes. I do one-on-one -on -one training or I do small classes. And um, I do have a girlfriend that's going to be learning pretty soon here with me because I do need a hand now. I am getting nice. busy. <laughs> awesome. So, Congrats. Yeah. Just giving women an opportunity to have a career, that's my goal. I want to give that opportunity, the safe place to learn where someone wants to answer their question and teach them something. Yes. Amen to all of that, right? <laughs> I, do you do you get like pushback about that, like wanting to hire women and female apprentices? Like I get I get the pushback of like, oh, it's unfair that you'll only have women at your shop. I'm like, if it were easier in the rest of the industry to ask questions safely, we might not need this. Yeah. Um, well, I'll hire both men and women. But yeah, I mean, at the previous business, it was a little bit, you know, well, you have to you have to hire more guys because they're stronger and they can do more. They're faster, whatever. They're more productive. And honestly, I don't care what you look like or what you're doing it's how productive are you what's your work ethic um mm -hmm. they make cranes and different tools and things you know you don't you're not supposed to lift heavy things anymore you know so yes. <laughs> it, there really is no excuse for me here anymore you know you just i think it's just the safe place that i want for them that's the most important yeah, understandably. And I think it's I think it's powerful. I am personally like so excited 
for to, to see how your future unfolds, right? Like with your business, with your book, with the work that you're doing in conversation with the union and that and that awful job that is now coming around. Like there's so much opportunity and so much possibility for you to take this like awful situation and turn it into something so powerful and so positive for, for others as well as for, for yourself. So I'm, I'm stoked. <laughs> I'm really excited for you. It's that, um, if life gives you lemons, make lemonade, you know, yeah. you can, you can make a positive out of a negative. It's mostly your attitude that's going to help you get there and, yeah. and believing in yourself. Confidence yeah. matters. And as you said earlier, having a good support system, like finding those yes. people who are the good support system that can be there when things are, when it's harder to find the positive. And finding the support system is exactly right because they might not always be there in front of you. Sometimes you have to go look for mm -hmm. those good people to have in your life. You know, be brave enough to go be like, hi, I like you. Do you want to be my friend? You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, go, go find people that you like and it doesn't hurt to do that. So yeah. if you don't have a cheerleading team, go get it. And I, I'm taking people. I'll be your cheerleader. <laughs> I love it. So how can people find you, find your business, find your, your social media, find your roses? Where can people find you and keep up with you so they can find out when that book drops? No pressure I, on this book now. Oh, hurry up now. <laughs> um, the pressure was applied six years ago. <laughs> Tig Walders. <laughs> um, you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook for Stilettos and Steel Toes. Um, and my website is stilettosandsteeltoeswelding.com. And you can find all the roses and things to buy there. You can send messages if you want your own custom pieces and whatnot. It doesn't have to be what's on there. Sweet. Awesome. And I'll make sure links for all of that are in the description below so you guys can, can click on them and find her. Please do go and follow her and show her some love and support. And as a final question, if you had the opportunity to talk to the younger you, what would your words of advice be? Loaded question. Um, I thought you were going to ask what this truck was behind me. Um, oh, I totally, we, yeah. Uh, that too. We can go there first. What is no. the truck behind you? C10, for all the C10s back there, 62. And um, LS uh, Thompson Motorsports, oh. more in there, six liter. So, um, okay. Not mine, not mine. It's just the beautiful <laughs> backdrop. Um, but yes, what would I tell my younger self? Stop taking shit and believe in yourself. And that's probably all I would say. I, think I don't think there's perfect. really much more to say. I would probably be like, oh, <laughs> she knows something. <laughs> No, that is, that is absolutely perfect. I love it. You are phenomenal. You're an inspiration in so many ways. Um, please guys, if you're listening, if you're watching, make sure you go follow her and show her some support. Uh, there's so much more to her story and so much more words of wisdom that I'm sure she could share with us if we had a lot more time to talk, but our hour is up. I'm going to be respectful of your time and let you guys all go. Um, thank you so much for agreeing to join me and have this conversation and for sharing your story and being so candid and real with us. Yeah. Oh, thank and you. Me. It's what I do. Thank you for having me. It, it honestly was an honor talking to you. I loved it.
Well, we are definitely staying in touch offline after all of this because you're you're super fantastic. So thank you, thank you, thank New you. Besties. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, thank you for spending part of your evening with me, folks at home listening to this live or tuning in after the fact. Thank you guys so much for spending a little over an hour with us. Hope you enjoyed meeting tonight's guest. Make sure you come back next week. We have another fantastic guest who will be joining us. Uh, and I'm really excited to introduce you to her as well. Remember, every Monday we have a new archive episode. Every Wednesday is a brand new live stream episode. You can tune in and interact with us, bring your questions, um, and make sure you hit like, make sure you hit subscribe so you know what's coming up in the future. Big, big thank you to Drive Time, our partner who helps us keep this series going and for all that they are doing and their commitment to support women in the trades and bring more people into the trades in general, creating opportunities and learning for them. Um, so huge thank you to them. And of course, huge thank you to you all for tuning in. Have a fantastic evening until next week. Be good to yourselves. Be good to one another. And we'll see you later. Bye, guys. <laughs>